There are more of us than you think. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You have found, once again, Ear and Loathing. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Double digits. Dub 10. Du- yeah, episode, episode 10. 10. And uh, let's see. Who is in our torture chamber today? That'd be Aaron. Aaron David Britt. You know it. We are uh, the Gitmo Bros. We're the number one rockers forever. I'm sitting next here next to uh, uh, Ear and Loathing's resident media darling. George Burns White III. I am... Lubed and tubed and in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> and on the phone, on, and I keep saying phone, I, f- I realize like... On the over- blower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, the North Star, he's calling in from the North Star. He's the yeoman purser of the North Star. He's my North Star. He's, I'm pretty sure he's George's. Oh, we, we've no never confirmed that, no but I, I just assume. No doubt about it. And he's society's North Star. Say hello. When you wish upon a star. <laughs> it's me, guys. What's up? Ring. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that intro is getting better by the week. <laughs> yeah, <boy. laughs> so, uh, Mr. Aaron is in the uh, torture chamber today. You know it. And what that means is, uh, you know what? I've got like some new shit to play you guys. And I'm, I'm just want to make sure I don't forget anything. So I'm looking over at my at my list of stuff. No. And I think all of it. I, I know what comes next. That one <clears throat> I've missed enough times to realize not to do it to anymore. Tip its corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We're not but, missing uh, that. Okay. I just want to make sure yeah. I have my other stuff. Okay. Cool. So Aaron is going to you know as the uh, this week's torture victim, he also gets the the privilege and the right to uh, kick off a discussion question in the kibitz corner and so let's mosey let's mosey over mosey to, on down d- down to uh that 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 little place that they like to call hi there welcome to kibitz corner <laughs> you got me sarsaparilla <laughs> what an asshole he is <clears throat> i think i a dick <laughs> I do not want to hang out with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go down the. <laughs> so you ask him for instructions. He's one of those dudes who just sits there and like he stares at you after you've asked him. Excuse me, uh, you know, tell me how to get back to the expressway. And he goes and he takes the pipe out of his mouth and he reaches into his pocket and slowly gets tobacco and starts yeah. thumbing it in. Yeah. And you're like, "Fucking today, guy." Dun, yeah. Dun. Take the ninety-five yeah. or expressway, huh? Yeah. Once- then, he'll say, then he'll answer with a question: expressway, huh? God damn it! <laughs> and, and then it, it, after all that has gone down, he'll he'll he needs taken a few puffs off his pipe. He'll go, which expressway? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I suppose you mean the seventy one. If if you just no, <laughs> if you just drove around for twenty minutes, it. you would have found it faster than this guy, this asshole, Clem Clemson, Clem Clemson. The uh, the mayor of Kibitz Corner. <laughs> what's your top? What's your topic, Aaron Britt? <laughs> oh right. So for in the in the in the KK, um, I was thinking about a bit of advice as an aged man uh, at fifty one. 
as it applies to the rockers out there, the young rockers, and we've covered this before in in the uh, in the corner, uh, the that there is no no shortage of uh, moments where musicians get fucked over. Um, and that's, that's actually getting fucked, uh, over is actually on the family crest of the, of the rocker. <laughs> um, just getting reamed. And a- yeah. <laughs> like money going away. Um, <laughs> right. but, but it's a dollar so- bill with wings on it. Exactly. <laughs> what's, no, that no, com- no, 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 no. what's that coming out of the sheep's asshole? It's dollar bills <laughs> after he got fucked over. Oh, that's on your crest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We're the it's shield though. Hell of a shield. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, there's no shortage of that and that, and that's true. And so, and you got to stay frosty and you got to be as proactive in protecting yourself, uh, out there. You want to protect your songwriting, uh, and your, you know, publishing and don't give anything away. And those are like the big moments, obviously, but then there's all the moments that happen when you're coming up, you know, Damon and I got ripped off, uh, when we were kids, uh, for a bunch of shows we had done, this promoter just never paid us i, I believe the technical like, word is absconded yeah like a lot of money and yeah. and like it was really brutal because we you know we needed it uh, at the time just as yeah. struggling musicians plus we'd had plans for it as a band <clears throat> and so it's painful and so there's those big moments but i was reflecting today on a time where it was crisis management and to read the room and understand why this might be happening or why this person may be saying something Specifically, we had been playing the my 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 band uh, Dragline slash Dalton Grant uh, back in the late '90s had been playing a handful of shows at uh, the Dragonfly, and we always had great results there. Fans loved it. The sound was great. It was one of those perfect moments where the stage was pro. The sound man not only knew what was going on, but liked us and so could get involved. It was already within like two or three shows. Mora Ruby was his name, but before, and if, within a few shows, it was already like dialed in. Like lights were dialed in. Everything was beautiful. But for the first handful of times, we kept getting jammed up. Like we would, we would be ready for a 10 o'clock show. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to put you on at 11. There's another band coming on. Oh, we got the times wrong. There was like an issue, an issue, an issue. And our people would have to wait, you know. And in LA, your fans didn't want to go for a night at the club. They wanted to, it was a Friday or Saturday night. They were going somewhere else. They wanted to catch your act and then leave. Under protest. Under protest. So, go to a bar or something. Yeah. And despite everything, we still brought people. They stayed and it was always good, but we were embarrassed. And cut to like maybe the fourth time we were showing up to do it. And Anthony, this time, who's the owner of the club, Anthony, came to sound check and was like, oh, yeah, check it out. And he gave us a rap again. And so me and Dalton are standing there talking to him. And we were pleasant with each other at this time, uh, us, and the, us and Anthony. And he's telling us, and it starts to get mildly chippy on Dalton and I's end. We start to go into a place of like, the fuck it starts to get there and anthony is always remember that the other person has a long list of things that's going on in their life that have nothing to do with you (laughs) and you know his personal life is his personal life but he i could see that he looked exhausted and dalton's about to get to a place that we can't come back from (laughs) and i and i'm following him and i suddenly and in the middle of it i'm about to escalate and then anthony himself goes you know 
look, you know, he can sense our frustration. He goes, look, it's just the way it is. And I'm sorry, you know, and if you don't like it, you know, fuck off sort of as a matter of yeah. fact way of saying it. Yeah. And at that moment, anybody would fly off the handle. You just were told to fuck off. But mm-hmm. for some reason, Dalton didn't say anything. And I, I think it was me said something like, Hey, we'll make, we'll make it happen. We'll make it work. And mm-hmm. there was a sense of relief on his face. And Dalton immediately decelerated because what the fuck are we going to do? We're at sound check. Yeah. You know, the show's going to happen. Cut to years after that, where we have this long, beautiful relationship. We stopped getting fucked over. Everything started going beautifully for us. There was our easily our home there in the Viper room. And because of that, we got to open for Stone Temple Pilots. And like when big moments came, we were involved at the Dragonfly. And we had our reunion back in 2015. And he gave us the entire club for free. Right. And it's astonishing. Like on a Friday or Saturday night or whatever the fuck it was. You know, and so like my advice to the young folks out there is just understand the room, understand what your wants are, almost like an actor. So what what I need to have happen is this, is that I need a successful relationship here. This is a great club. This is a great, you know, I. it's not easy. It's fucking not easy. But exploding would have ruined a lot. And like, we got as close as you can get to getting signed without fucking getting there. And a lot of it was because of that damn relationship with that club. And I'm always... I am, we became close friends with Anthony Bellinger and he's a lovely man. I think he's in the straight life now, not, not in the rock game anymore, but like, I can't say enough how important that relationship was. And everybody's got a moment that happens like that, especially when you're good and you get close on things, you, you know, cherish that. And it's important to not miss your shot. So that's what I have to say about that. Good advice. You know, and then like, and then you have the Damon experience that he has been telling us in past episodes, where it's like, you know, the shitty fans, uh, you know, everybody gets booked, booked, uh, you know, their bookings get fucked up, their money gets fucked around with, there's no shortage of that. And so it's very hard to not fly into a blind rage when you feel like you're getting slighted and you're looking for a position to take. It's fucking hard. So just watch your shit. It would be my advice. Yeah. You can sometimes get to the point. Where you can call shots, where especially if it doesn't, if you don't need it anymore. I'm at the point now where uh, I there's I just don't need certain gigs that people are offering me, right? Or I can negotiate more out to make it worth my time to do. If you're not, but I knew when that band first started out, and I was you know having to prove it not only to myself and my band members, but obviously to the to the club owners and stuff. I I knew it was a good idea, and I knew. Mm I knew people would like it, but it just it just took a lot of time to prove that to people. So now I'm at the point where there's one venue in particular that uh, basically really want wanting me to come back after we had a bit of a falling out, and and mm-hmm. that's the part I don't want to get. I'll tell you guys later off the air, <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 just typical club bullshit. But right. um, somehow we reconnected again. That's another story. And she's like, "Oh, I thought you were calling me to start booking again." And I go, oh yeah, okay. Well, we can talk about that too. Not really wanting to, <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then she offered me like basically the any slot I wanted all summer. Yeah, like you know, here's a, these are our best days. You can take that. You can take two days a week. You could take once a month. Whatever you want. Whatever. You want. And I just went. I don't. I don't want to do it. I just don't. I don't. I, like there's so there's 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 a, a, a checklist of pros and cons on every any every oh, yeah. venue you play. Yeah. And it's really like the most basic stuff, like parking, you know, money and everything's cool. But do they feed us? How many sets do they want us to play? Nice backstage area. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, 
so what, drink coupons. What, yeah, that's that's actually a big part of it for for my drunken bastards. Yeah, when yes. you get carte blanche at a place, it's just it's fucking gold. Like Georgie has that over at the Federal with the boys, and like and you know it's it's gold. And you know Damon's doing a thing. You're doing a thing. Talking to you, like I'm talking about you. You're right there where you're doing. Um, this guy over here. It's it's uh, you're, you're the entertainment for the night rather than a, a one in a series of bands. And yeah. so it's sort of a different story and you're keeping the people there drinking and you're a jukebox, you know? Yeah. An original and, band jukebox too with an original notion. And on you know, what I can only describe as super unprofessional, I haven't even got back to her. <laughs> I'm self-styled. Super unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> And I know I should have. It's probably too late now. She's because she's got to book her her summer, and so the. This, but I just I kept thinking about it, and also my time. I just don't have time. I don't have time to do right. as many gigs, and uh, I'm not describing this whole scenario because to, out of arrogance. It's more like I had to eat a lot of shit to get to this point where I just right. can turn down gigs. Yeah. Um, and so what Aaron's saying is true. Like, what's your goal? for getting into mm-hmm. this place. What's your what's your right. short-term goal and what's your long-term goal? Cuz you probably need to do a ton of shitty gigs that where you lose money and it's humiliating and it makes you want to quit just to get to a point where you're a good enough band to for for people to ask you back. You just yeah. you know Yeah. Uh, and despite and we never would offer any kind of excuses like when we would get jammed up in those first handful of shows, we didn't our shows didn't suffer, our draw didn't suffer. And as a booker and as a as a bar owner, you start to ch- note those things, and 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 you know, we we probably weren't in absolute danger of being fired had we told him to fuck off and it started to blow up because of, of we already had something going. But like, you don't fucking know that, and so just just watch your shit and protect yourself. And and uh, but at the same time. You need that relationship badly, and it's gold when you don't have to look around for another fucking club to play, and you've got the one because mm-hmm. that's going to help you when you're showcasing. Because the bar is on your side, you know. And yeah, if you're in yeah. a big city, you fucking need the bar on your side because they won't fuck you up. The sound man, you need the sound. Sound man is dead important, and the lights are dead important, and the vibe is important. So, you know, you're des- another thing you're describing, which which I would I would offer offer as another piece of advice is solve problems for the guy you know for real yeah i get called sometimes where and maybe even you guys did once in a while like i just had a band cancel i know it's short notice can you can you guys come out and play and and sometimes i'll go look i could get four guys that's not what you're used to but we can still pull it off and he goes thank god i get right i have a band for the night right and we can and we sound really good with just four guys so so uh and then he the guy loves you because you've solved (laughs) a problem for him that's 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 not even like just bands that's like any anywhere any business, any business, really, yeah. 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 Right. And by the way, one more caveat to that story. <laughs> I got a call from it. So we had a show. We had a show, and and it was the night of. And I get a call at my fucking waiter job. I get a call to call Anthony, the bar owner, and I call up. And this is not long after that fucking discussion. <laughs> call up, and he goes, "Hey, yeah, listen, we're gonna need to move you back to." <laughs> <laughs> gonna need to push you to 10 and then the band and 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 there's a band who's coming on and they they'd actually like to use your equipment and i was about to use it and he goes hold on and i go and i hold on and he goes it's stone temple pilots oh <laughs> so i can't put a better button on this conversation than that 
Because <laughs> not yeah. only did we yeah. open for them, but they used our shit. <laughs> yeah. And 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 sent us. I'm looking at the bottle of fucking Dom that they sent us. Uh, the next like weekend, I think we got oh. a bottle of Dom from from their manager and uh, yeah. Then like a year, like, I don't know, it wasn't even that long after I was bartending at another place and Scott Weiland came in and sat on the patio with a friend and this chick, uh, uh, waitress came up. She goes, Oh my God. And I go, I go, dude, go out there, <laughs> go out there and say, da, 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 da. by the way, do you know the band Dragline? <laughs> and so she does. And I, tell, I go, tell me what happens. And he goes out there and apparently she goes up. She goes, me. you know, the band Dragline. And he goes, Oh yeah, those guys are awesome. We played with them in the Dragon Flight. And she came back. She's like, her face was just like exploding. Like, oh my god! <laughs> so nice looking out there, Scott. So that's actually another p- uh, important piece of advice that I'm I'm glad you said that because it because uh, now I can give it to to younger musicians who are just starting out. If Stone Temple Pilots wants to use your gear, let them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not always I touch that's my amp. <laughs> yeah, always <laughs> remember, you guys. It's on eight. If, Don't fucking mess with my gain. <laughs> Boy, this is a long corner, but like, uh, that's the, fine. There you have it. Yeah. You, so information. I think. I think. That, I think what we're saying to the young rockers out there is, um, you know, just be mindful, be careful where your "go fuck yourself" line is. Yeah, mm-hmm. the line in the sand that's "go fuck yourself." Be careful Absolutely. where that is, and maybe go up to it like you guys did. Maybe spit over it, look over it, but don't right. step before you step over it. Think about it. Yep, that's right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Have one. Even if you're going Just, to step over it, yeah. think about it first. <laughs> so, Aaron, I got I've got something to play for you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. See how it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Aaron, do you feel satisfied with uh, with uh, Kibitz Corner today? Yeah, I do. I do feel satisfied. Okay, good. I have my answer. I have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. I'm walking on air. What is that? What is that? I'm walking that's on a, air. That's uh, Michael Caine from uh, Hannah and Her Sisters. Okay. <laughs> and the problem is like they, the, 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 I don't know what you call it, the foley or something, but yeah. the, the street noise is so oh, goddamn loud. I, right. I couldn't clean it can't, up any better clean than it up that. Higher. Yeah. <laughs> Reduce background noise. <laughs> but uh, I, it is nice to put a button on the I end of Kibbit's Corner. I have yeah. my answer. I have my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so let's i think today george yeah. you go first because ah, I, I went first, first last yeah. week i believe yeah. does that sound right to you guys it does because it was me sure. and aaron torturing you yes and right. it was i did don henley right you did yeah okay yeah still feeling that so <laughs> you're gonna go first and uh first we have to uh take aaron by the scruff of his neck you know what? Describe his neck and then his belt loop. You know, we're just gonna yeah, kind of like we're gonna the, carry him down. Like when the cops uh, when the cops cuff you and then zip then zip tie your feet. Yeah, and right. load you in the car like yeah, luggage. Yeah. That's a, that's how we're carrying Aaron down to the torture chamber. <laughs> torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you. Okay, I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know, but I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering, anguish, pain, torture. Yep, I'm looking forward to this as always. Me too. Torching you guys is always great. Not so great when I'm the guy. Right. So let's see. I've got George's song here. Let me say a little bit about it, if you don't mind. Yeah, please do. Do you need? Should I call it the lyrics? Well, I'll get the lyrics after. Get I the find lyrics out what later. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, couldn't find those really readily. Okay. Uh, anyway. Because, um, yeah, lyrics are hard to find on the internet. Well, for this, maybe. So <laughs> I'm, taking us in a, I'm taking us in a quite different direction today. 
Which oh, is my boy. choice. Hope I am the new uh, direction. I, in air, I hope you enjoy a new direction that uh, we that we probably wouldn't find our ways to in the uh, on uh, ear and loathing here. Okay. Find your way back. I'm, I'm gonna take you into the area of um, the dance pop diva of the '80s. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, something that you know maybe we're not we wouldn't think about as the three of guys that we are. Yeah, straight so, up. Now tell me. Yeah, it, it, close. So let's uh, <laughs> let's listen now. Damon, hit okay. it. I'm gonna reveal this to myself. I hope it's horrible as I think it is. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, this is a this is a left turn for ear and loathing. Mm-hmm. It is. Here we go. <laughs> At least she has a real drummer. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, so, Aaron, do you remember this That's song? The sound machine playing. Do you remember this song, Aaron? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Do you know who I, it is? They all the, these numbers all sound the same to me uh, they until they yeah. get to the hook. Yeah. Oh, so uh, well, she just opened. The I don't hook. know. That was the hook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, that's we're we're in for a heavy ride then. <laughs> uh, do you, so you don't even know who the artist is? Nah, we can tell him. Artist? Oh yeah, yeah. Samantha Fox. Yeah. yeah. I was I was <laughs> hoping that it wasn't that. Uh, <laughs> Um, when you when you're yearning for it to be Paula Abdul, yeah, that, you have a you're, you're in a, that's well, the torture chamber. And I, I, I was trying to think who did this the one worst. One level further and, down, uh, this was the answer of who did this the worst. Even as what this is, this is the worst of it. So, George, continue, please. George didn't do you the favor of choosing the edited version. It I says did. here in the title, the album edit. version Good. is five minutes long, so I didn't think <laughs> we needed to. So this is Naughty Girls Need Love too. What was her big hit? I, um, this is it. <laughs> no, there, she had another bigger one, didn't she? I want to have some fun, move my body all that's night the long. One I, that's the one that's I That's the remember. one, the follow-up to this. This is the original mm. piece of mm. shit. <laughs> I could have sworn she had... Uh, oh, that was Stacey Q. When we were you. When we were in high school... Two of high hearts. School, two Stacey. of hearts, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that style, there's a very specific style, this, and like two of hearts, and those songs... That were played on like when we were kids, played on like Power 106. Yes, I think that was the station in town in LA that would play all these songs. (laughs) Yeah, that we dance the dance songs of the time. Yeah, and what was the fucking nightclub in Pasadena, Damon? On it was like oh shit, you know that we that yeah that we never wanted to go to, but you you had had to to meet chicks, and they would do it. They would play this music there. So, anyways, like that's that's and we would. we, yeah, we stayed, steered clear of it, but like yeah, production-wise, everything-wise, these songs are so annoying. Uh, but they were the flavor of the day, man. They were. What the, the name of that place? It was. It was uh, a girl's name, maybe. Cindy's. I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> Brenda's. <laughs> no, I shit. I, don't, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'll think. I'll probably think of it later. It's not Samantha's, is it? No, good, good one. That would have been nice. Let's All right, here we go. This. Shred. Is she American? No, she's English. Okay. I'll give you her background in a little bit. Okay. And by the way, Aaron, you're missing. There's a video uh, that I guess you couldn't find a, 
Lyri- lyrics I could not find. Yeah, so no one was really interested in these I'm lyrics. Watching the videos, there's a lot of hunky guys dancing around her. Oh, of course, this yeah, is the beginning. Like shirtless with suspenders the the on and stuff. Yeah. In front of a graffiti wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland's. Maryland, fuck. Right. That was wow. it. Maryland's. Is that the 808 or the Lindrum? <laughs> Sounds like the 808 to me. <clears throat> and this, by the way, this song, I'd like to detect the melody at any time. I oh, know, she, and she's uh, she's so um, English in it. It's there's no, yeah. there's no soul in this at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. none. She raps later, so get ready for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But God, yeah, what this... do they edit out if they left the rap in? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's the big question. You know Samantha Fox spits mad rhymes, dude. She does. She spits. <laughs> oh boy, Al, the the guys just t- turned from white to black, and I'm not joking. In yeah. the time that we were talking, there was a whole group of white dancers, and they just turned in. This must be the part where the rapping starts. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> she was at the. She was. She was uh, sorting out race relations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. If anyone could. If anyone could. Right. She was, uh, after this video, she was appointed ambassador to South Africa. She might have been. To, to solve the apartheid problem. Might have been. Artist right. against apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> Am I bugging you? Am I bugging you? I don't want to bug you. <laughs> I don't want to bug you. Talk about uncommitted. Like it sounds like yeah, it totally. sounds like she's. It sounds like Sam has just received the lyrics from you know Jelly Bean Benitez. Or full force. Fucking it's full force. Dick Knocker <laughs> was involved in this. A oh, full force. <laughs> it's so full she force. Got, she's like so, so. What is it now? Like she's just what reading. Is this? <laughs> is this in English? Hearts it never mend. Turn that. You got him upside down, Sam. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Got you. This is the wrong era to be saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sure. Like, Paul Abdul was hot. Um, I'm trying to think, like, the, the the girls at the time who were just kind of hot. Whitney Houston was, like, one of the most gorgeous in her prime. Yeah. Like, yeah. in ni- this era, right. 80s, 90s. was the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life. Also, she was the greatest singer at the time. Yeah. Right. And and Mariah Carey, she was she was gorgeous. Um, this, Samantha Fox is, like, if... Kath from Accounting, our fictional character, manifested into a real person. She would look like Samantha Fox. Kind of. There's one thing you're missing. Samantha always was coming from like the dirty side. She always looked a little, little rough, right? Right. A little rough. It's part of my fascination with this. Her boobies around as as her cachet. Well, no. So so what it is is, uh, is Samantha was a page three girl for the Sun in England, which is that's the topless picture. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. Of the yeah. sun. That's, that's what she's Hey-o. famous for. And for like 1986, Fucking she was the most loathing photograph- after dark. Yeah, exactly. And that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm a little fast. <laughs> hey, come on in. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. is going to sing some jazz. And <laughs> Anytime we get racy. We're going to yeah. have a parental block on this episode. But she was, uh, but that's what was partly fascinating to me about this was that she, so she's a page three girl and um, then full force finds her because they had done the same thing Although not the before this, they had found Lisa Lisa oh, yeah. and the Cult Jam and right. with full force, and they were kind of full force was sort of the um, the poor man's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. 
Okay. Yeah, and you might remember them. for the sound. Yeah, I remember they are. Full Force MD, uh, MCs. Exactly. And they were also the, um, like the, the muscle tough guys with the jerry curl in, um, right. in House Party. They were the actors. They were like the bully guys. Are they in this video? They are. Okay. Did they do the song um, uh, Diamond Girl? Oh, yeah. Is that them? It's Stevie B, right? But same kind of song, yes. Yeah, that's what, like, I remember that those songs that we always used to, there's this guy, there's this DJ. We didn't know, but we knew of him at our school named King Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) And King was a DJ, and and, and we would always imagine that that when people referenced him, they said, oh, man, King's the best, Vato. He can, like, he goes, Diamond Girl, sometimes it's too fast, but he slows it down just enough, man. (laughs) 122. That, that, that's actually a real conversation, Aaron and I. We used to have to each other many times about King Miranda <laughs> spinning My diamond girl. for the uh, for the uh, uh, Los Angelino uh, uh, Hispanic accent, but coming from there, uh, you get a free pass sometimes. You do, you do. <laughs> uh, and and the, the thing I, I, most interesting to about Samantha to me was that she also, because of her background as a topless girl, like she was on the cover and inside of like. Not just like she did Playboy when she was like 30, but at this age, she did like she was on the cover of like Club and High Society and Penthouse. Yeah. I mean, as we'd say, as we would say back then, like full bush. <laughs> like she and, and back then, think about that. Like we someone nude in much. a magazine was, was huge. Duty. That was a not. And but she still had hits anyway, because her background was being topless. Right. And she had the best boobs in the world. You knew going in. What was what you think you're Vanessa in for. Williams got pissed off about that? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, what's up, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like they, she was just she was on the cover of hardcore magazines. Yeah. Like, oh, you have a hit song? Are you, I'm on the cover of High Society this week. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> right. Vanessa incredible. got a fucking title stripped away. Right. For, yeah. For doing some doing some art pictures right. that Bob Guccione got a hold of. The but Gooch. that was a huge thing. Then I was always marveled at the fact that she was that she was able to do that and still have hits like this. Right. As so, awful as this is. <laughs> back to my original point, I I still think she's like British hot. You know, right? She's got that <laughs> she, British she, look. <laughs> yes. <she did. laughs> there goes our UK fans. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, one dude. <laughs> Good day, mate. Good day, man. But yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean, though. But the whole the whole thing was her of being was being taking her top off, and she had incredible right. boobs. Okay, yeah. so that's so that's what sort of sold because she's not a singer. The no, song cl- sucks. Cl- clearly, not. nothing. No, the, 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 what sold it was oh, it's the naked chick is now singing a song. Right. Well, and we're and, gonna go buy it. Yes, and it's just that that of all the things in this, what made me think about this was of all the things in this genre of I guess starting with Madonna. Yeah. Of dance divas, uh, Paul Abdul, like you said, uh, Janet Jackson, Stacey Q. There was a lot of that in the 80s. There was so much of it, like you guys were just saying. And that now, the, and they all didn't have great voices. And it, they weren't as much as the Madonna record, like I ended up listening to, um, what's his name, that produced that produced uh, um, David Bowie's uh, Let's Dance. Nile Rodgers. Nile Rodgers talking about that sound and putting it together and how it started and that, that's the big difference of so Nile Rogers. Nile exactly. Rogers and then and, and then you come down to full force though. And I thought and I thought of everyone that did it's not this isn't a, these aren't great singers in any of this. Yeah. But still Samantha did it the worst. <laughs> this is still the worst in, in this genre where 
you know. Yeah, when you when you line her up against Samantha Fox up against like Madonna or you know Paul Abdul, Paul yeah, Abdul yeah, yeah. or or uh, Mariah Carey or whatever, I think that Ear and Loathing is the Samantha Fox of podcasting. <laughs> there was a time look, look we're doing something that resembles a podcast. We look great topless. <laughs> yeah, you can see it online. There's there's just like in the seventies, if you were a fella on television, you were gonna make a record. Uh, yeah, right, David yeah. Naughton, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. uh, uh, John Travolta, David Soul, it's yeah, free David money, Soul making right. fucking records, <laughs> Leaf Garrett, yeah. and so yeah. and then in the eighties, if you threw your boobies around, you were gonna make a record. Yeah, um, you didn't even maybe she didn't even want to. Doesn't sound like she wants to. <laughs> she, 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 she did. She didn't want to be. Sounds like she'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> She's like, geez, it's much easier to just sort of model and do it. Like, God bless her. Like, <laughs> she found a fucking thing and she went for it. She's fucking. You want me sing these lyrics? <laughs> Show me what now? I like going to. I like music. Yeah. I like. Is she Cockney? Really? I like. Oh, I don't. I, I, mean, don't, know. I don't. A little bit. Yeah. Do I don't. I don't know. I can't remember what she talks like. But yeah. <laughs> the. the I, this is from the album Governor, isn't it? Governor. <laughs> no, just Samantha. 1987's Samantha. <laughs> this is from the album Have a Cuppa. <laughs> let's hear a little more. All right, let's go. Fuck. Listen to that rhythm. If you want to know what a, what a saber tooth tiger sounds like when they're trapped in the fucking tar pits, it's this. Little help. You can't believe they- <laughs> he's getting me out of here. I can't believe they do a second take of this. This is the best. She, that's how little she wants to be in the studio. What am I going to do? It's interesting that they, like, the, the song was so boring that they, usually they save the rap for, like, this feature the thing. Break, the breakdown. Yeah, yeah, towards yeah right, right. It. We're only, like, a minute into the no, song. they're doing a rap. And they put the rap in right I was fascinated right by what they did with this. Yeah. Fuck. Is this going to break down the halftime? She's trapped like, in the studio. Yes. I want to get out of here so bad. <laughs> no. There's more coming. We're barely into this. <laughs> That's full force. You mean the, guy, the guys I'm looking at or the, or the, the guys the singing? Ba- the background vocals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... In in a in, a, in midnight in a shitbox, this song is there is that hook that just arrived there. So that's this the, is the misunderstood proper chorus, yeah? that one. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood. Yeah. Right, yeah, you know that's pleasant. Love that's, so know, bad, but make me and the, feel and the other so part good. Of the song <laughs> are so so bad that like the arrival of this is like a, a you know a, a Bahamian breeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roll Samantha. It. Roll it. Has anyone determined Two. what what that the chorus what? has to do with any of the other lyrics? Like, I, Siri, I mean, this is a serious question. Mm-hmm. Has has anything led up to this payoff of the naughty girls need love too? Is the song yes. about yes. like uh, when you're, what is she when saying? Slutting it up. I also want to be in love, even though I'm just it's, making. Well, it she with is everybody. in love. She is in love. She's slutting oh. it up, but now she is in love, and okay. it's a problem. It's yeah. a problem because she's naughty girl. She's admitting to the guy. Look, I'm kind of a slut. Yeah, but, but I'm in love. I, but I think I like you. Yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. I'm a naughty girl, me. just up front. And Don't judge me by my little black book. <laughs> my little black book. Yeah. Governor! <laughs> That's when he splits, he's like walking away. I love... <laughs> Governor! <laughs> I love with my heart, set in my crotch. 
Uh, H3 girl, aren't I? There is not much difference. I, I just started getting lost in like the, like this could. It sounds like this. I keep getting chills every time. That, like that Paul Abdul song. Yes, uh, right. Yeah. And there's like nine million songs that sound just this way. This was and, before that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this was set. Thanks, fucking full force. Yep. Assholes. Yep. Get the full force of my scorn. <laughs> and your mouth shut. Oh, the guy, the guy said something? Yeah, they're talking. They're having a dialogue. Oh, they're having a conversation? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is like the two truckers from uh Kind of from without Convoy. the CB. Without the CB. Yeah, cut out the CB. Yeah. And there's actually a second person. It's not just the same artist changing. Turns out I like dialogue songs. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Fucking percussion players getting paid by the fucking note. <laughs> Take it easy, guy. Oh my god, she, she does is. have that accent. <laughs> no more in fun and games of the mind. <laughs> Yeah, Fancy yeah. And by the way, chips. I love the name checking. Samantha Fox, Samantha Fox. They're yeah. name checking her. I love it. Wow. Brandy. Love it. Branding. Branding. They're branding. She's Samantha Fox. Name checking herself in her song. <laughs> you know, I, what was it. the episode where uh, it, it was a hard rock and I was saying, do you think, oh, it was Sticks. It was, do you think that authentic metal bands, true metal bands like Black Sabbath are mad that, that these dummies Sticks come along and are doing what they're considering heavy metal songs, but they're just like Broadway show tunes. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, re- authentic rappers must've been listening to this and going, what the, what, what the, the fuck, fuck did we start? On? What did we yeah. start? Yeah. Like, does really she realize go- that like the, the great ones of this time that even with the assy production and stuff like that, you, you'd hear Jody Watley and you, go, Oh, there's something fucking actually here or, you know, yeah. Madonna later. Right. And I forgot about Jody Watley. You're right. There yeah. were gals at this time yeah. who were fucking destroying it. And like, we're singers and Samantha Fox is not a singer, you know? No, it's not. She's a topless lady. And Madonna <laughs> wanted desperately to be a singer. It sounds like Samantha Fox this is the last thing on her mind. Yes. You know, that, I, I tried to pick the worst thing of this the genre, which very is last thing on her mind. Not, not a high bar. She's <laughs> like, I guess so. Like, they're like, David Cassidy did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here we go. This video is lousy with hunks. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Nothing but hunks. Hunks, like, hunks are plenty. It's almost a gangbang. <laughs> well, there's, there, there's, it is weird that there's like tons of dudes. <laughs> but there's tons of dudes and like nary a backup female dancer to, to come no, to, you know it's for, all about for, the fellas for the, for the, she's for turned the it on his head isn't she 
<laughs> Turned Normally it on its, its head. They did a twist on it. Did a twist on it. Probably what I, I'm assuming this went through everyone's mind: the producers, the director, maybe even Samantha's people. Like, <laughs> don't bring in like real talented women into this video because no. yeah, it's gonna the dancing's not wonderful either. It, yeah, <laughs> Samantha's Samantha's gonna like you know kind of shrink into the yeah. background if yeah. that happens. <laughs> Now she's she's kind of go, attempting to go off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just sort of the vamp out. Yeah. She's she's vamping. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh, the, speaking of torture. <laughs> and this, uh, you know, I'm I don't mean to keep talking about the video because people can't see it, but. Like this is like the worst choreography I've ever seen. Oh, it's terrible. She's yeah. very clunky. She's bad. Her, like the it, guys aren't even good it's dancers. Very clunky. Very clunky. They're yeah. doing this that kind of hunched over, you know, <laughs> snapping your fingers thing around her and very stuff. Bad. Very bad. Very bad. <laughs> like the like the the jets and the yeah. the sharks and the jets. <laughs> yes. it's the idiot West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> the challenged West Side Story. <laughs> It's like the, the 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 instructions for the choreography, like the little foot marks are on the floor, and they're just staring down at them. Like, Film it, cut. We got it. <laughs> and and the uh, the 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 requisite uh, burning trash can in the background, right? You know how you know how yeah, they have those. Of like, course, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough Talking part of town. Yeah. It's tough part of town. Yeah. It's graffiti right. in the okay. wall. You know, and trash can on fire. Random things are on fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! God damn it! Fucking sucks! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you it's imagine? Awful. It's so like, awful. Who were they entertaining? Who were they entertaining? Who yeah. were they entertaining? If and this is another one of those things. Like if you like this when you were fourteen, <laughs> you know you you uh and and you would go to Maryland's uh, and you like know, masturbating. That's <laughs> that's fine. If you have if you look back on this with nostalgia and go. I love that song. I hate yours. Yours. You know, this song is meant to exist. I mean, if it exists at all, it's meant to exist in a in a DJ superset of like fifteen songs where they hit you with a verse and and one of the choruses, and they've moved on to something else because there's no. It doesn't. It doesn't have any worth beyond if it has worth there. It doesn't have any worth certainly in the rest of the other four and a half minutes. No. No, no, it's awful. Oh, God <laughs> damn it! And imagine radio stations had to play like so. So you're sitting in your car, like you're not even okay. at the club. You're sitting in your car in fucking West Covina, and and, 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 and it's not it girls me like all right. You're on the way to Maryland's. What is? What am I doing here? It's like on a Tuesday afternoon, you know, and the yeah. fucking this song was a hit. <laughs> yeah, there were radio stations that I always pictured, uh, you know, girls. You know, say they're twenty five or something, and they're and they're just like a receptionist at a dental office, right? And and they're listening to this, you know, mm-hmm. and that's their soundtrack. It's it's depressing, actually, in a way. Back then, it was happening. It was hot. I know, but it's it's made me even that. But back then, it made me sad because I'd always think like, who listens to this? And and I, that's the only scenario I could come up with. People. <laughs> yeah. and it's a funny thing about like about sexuality and 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 
and human beings were and like, if girls. you were, if you were in, if you were a fellow, a, a group of guys standing on the corner on Fair Oaks and, and a group of mamas come down the road listening to this, saying about not how they're naughty girls and they need love too, then the fellas immediately go, all right, well, we've got a real shot at fucking yeah. getting late. Going to Maryland tonight. Screw <laughs> dancing. Like they will have sex with us. Not we will find someone to. Whereas if it's fellas and they're listening to that, like, the understanding is that we, everybody does. I mean, yeah, no duh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're into it. But like fellas, like turn it on its head. Is the fellas going down Pharaohs with playing naughty girls? We love too. Aaron, I'd like to put in a uh, two addendums to to your scenario you just described. Number one, as when the guys are standing on the corner, they're gathered around a burning trash can, <laughs> and there's graffiti in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girls walk by, and the fellas. Uh, follow them hunched over snapping their fingers yeah that's the video <laughs> don't let go <laughs> it's the video in it hey naughty girls <laughs> oh my god this song it's, yeah we can, this song also represents the assiness of the time musically and like in that that power 106 time and this and, was and huge yeah, this all I've, these were yeah. i've said this before you guys like this this nostalgia for the 80s quote unquote the yes, 80s yes. that everyone has like it's you forget this th- there's part. only like yeah like i'm gonna say like maybe 15 percent of it was good stuff but, but great great I stuff no you've but said this, that before and i i think that like it was it mostly every, this shit though wasn't it after a certain well, year like 85 well, all of this stuff but all at the same time there was a parallel line there was this stuff was being made for that disco set that we were not a part of and then all of the music that K-Rock was playing in its prime was also happening. And even through the, like up to like 91, 92 was still the worst song on K-Rock was better than this because they would never play this and songs like this that sonically were cousins to this even. Right. And so like, yes, it's true, Damon. What you're saying is that it's fucking was terrible, but like, I like to believe that there was also that the other side. And it's, it's good to think about because otherwise it's depressing because that's music is awful. <laughs> it's not fucking fun and like and like the people at the clubs if you're not hammered or fucking sketched on fucking lewds you know i don't know what it's there for and then to hear it in civilian life is even stranger like i'm saying like you're, I you're was the sketched funk, on lewds. you know you're fucking covina on the funky 60 and and trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents in traffic and just listening to samantha fox <laughs> Put a nail in the dick. 1988. Yeah, yeah, this is this is actually oh. it's getting depressing now. <laughs> it was 88. Mission accomplished. Yes, 88. It was this. Yes. Okay. Gee, I would have made it. I would have pinned it earlier than that. Yeah, huh? I, I agree. No, because they were like, following other other right. trends from right. before. Yeah. Well, although so Paul Abdul was 89. Correct right? me so, if yeah. I'm wrong, though. Wasn't uh, Madonna doing like good music well before like, this? Like sh- Shining Star. What was that song with the star? You must be lucky, my lucky, lucky star. That's her first performance. And, first record, yeah. and yeah, that's everybody, come and dance and sing. Yeah. Like that was. She's like, an icon at that, this time. That's kind of my though. point. Is like I remember those being like super early eighties. Mm-hmm. Well, it's eighty. That that that, that record's eighty two, eighty three, Aaron. Because what? Lucky star. Lucky that? star. Borderline. Yeah, that's yeah. eighty three. Yeah. Okay. It was a hit it's a lot. So, the fact that so this shit was was still going on all these years later is odd to me. Well, I, I did. I did think too. I, I thought of that. The whole, uh, first of all, the whole nasty girls um, track of this. So, what year is Vanity Six doing nasty girls? Is that early? That's eighty two, Aaron. No, no, it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it was around the same one. time as uh, 
as Purple Rain, right? It was 84. Like okay, so 84. 83, 84. And then Jimmy and Terry take the Nasty Girls concept to Janet, and they do right. Nasty Boys, right? Yeah. In Don't Nasty Boys. In yeah, Nasty. With nasty with, Boys. Yeah. Don't have the fucking just called sick nasty. hook. In nasty. It's a sick hook. Yeah. Do, do, but that's do, do, the next do, do, year. Do, do. And then this is the this is the next iteration of it. Is yeah, now the, Naughty the Boys. The two, <laughs> two songs you just named, which was... Nasty girl, or nasty girl by Vanity and yep. Nasty by Janet, right? Yes, right. Two great songs. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, if if there's a you know a, a Mount Rushmore of this style of music, I mean, right. you could argue that those two songs could be right. on there. And this is the fire, the garbage can on fire. Yeah, yeah this. Is, yeah, <laughs> that's why I picked it. Yeah, this is. This you should is have like, seen the original video. It wasn't it? Wasn't garbage? Believe me. <laughs> believe me. Was it? <laughs> Look, you guys, we got like a minute left of this. How much more do we have to do here? We kind of get it. All right. Let me ask one thing. All right. Let me ask one thing about this too. Is that? But if you listen to like, if you take like a virgin. Okay, think of the lyrics of Like a Virgin and all that. And take and take Bernard Edwards and Tony Thompson and all the stuff that's great about it out of that and give it to her. Give it to Samantha. I think it's just as it's just as fucked up as this is, right? It's you you mean no Nile Rodgers or yeah, anything? Yeah, none of just, that. Just like you, the song. Yeah, yeah, you just take that. You think of the lyrics huh. and think of what it is and the concept of it and give it to her. It's an interesting thought and it sounds experiment. like this. It's it's not, you know, it's who's, pre, it's who's presenting it. I mean, that's an obvious thing to say. Right. But, you know, but... This is this is the worst of all this music, which is saying something. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a group of very marginally talented people barely shitting out uh, something that sounds relevant. And the Full Force guys are pretty talented, though. I will say, I think they are. Based on what? Uh, this uh, doing this style of music, doing <laughs> them, they're doing what they're doing, and I think they, you know, they're they're a band. They play music. They're trying, like Aaron would say, right, Aaron? If you're getting paid to do a thing. Yeah. Sure. Like, but you're not getting paid because I like in 1988 when you also had like Kit coming out and and a lot of cool stuff coming out. Then you know, hopefully people were buying that instead. But like having oh what coming God. out, Kick. In oh, Kick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you said Kit, like the the Kit car, the Kit car, which was also out in that yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But these guys what are doing anything. He, he was yeah. they they gave him a record deal too. Kit the car. <laughs> they did. He got it. Yeah. He, he, Michael. Kit sings. <laughs> and by the way, raps better than Samantha Fox. <laughs> I would have bought that Kit record. And we're back to robots. <laughs> <laughs> and the the uh, the name of the name of his album, which they had to change, but the original name was Fuck Kit. Good <laughs> night, <laughs> <Get out>, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> What did she say? Christ. Please, Please don't, don't tease. tease. If you like my body, freeze, I think. I'm not sure the, the oh, body she's part. she's giving you directions for the next dance move, right? I think. I'm freeze. not sure if she said, like my body. I'm not sure. But tease, please, freeze. We're in there. She Well, you know, if she was the- Classic if, rhyme. If she was the topless girl, she like missed opportunity. What What is it? Free or uh, Tease, please, freeze. Tease, yeah. Don't be a tease. Please look at these. <laughs> you know, she could have just sh- shown the boobies. Did you say she was a tapas girl? So it was like small appetizers, single plates. <laughs> what? Tapas. What? Ta- tapas. <laughs> to, to get tapas. Like empanadas and things. I'll like have that. the uh, I'll the bacon plates. wrapped figs. And no, the- <laughs> no, I said topless. Oh, that's different, isn't it? <laughs> oh, see, we ordered we ordered the topless guy to come in and sing, not the topless singer. Hey, you guys going to go topless? You guys going to want a topless tapas? Let's go tonight. <laughs> well, she's then we'll go to Maryland. <laughs> she's here anyways. Fucking, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
to the hook. <laughs> None of these people can dance. The whole video is just a disaster. Um, this was a hit. If anything, yeah, like if anything, Madonna, with her dopey songs, at least she always had like killer dance moves going on, right? To really yeah. sell it. Yes. To She would be she selling this dumb song with... with she's a fucking professional entertainer before charisma. she right. even made yeah. a record, you know, because Let's, she just had a, she had a high expectation of herself, you know? Like, you can't say any shit anybody would ever want to talk about Madonna. Like, if they weren't honest about that, I, you just, it's not worth having a conversation with them. Like, she expected a lot of herself and, and made it fucking happen. George, did you happen to look up how this performed on the charts? It did. I forget. I forget, but this was a big hit. I'm going to say number okay. seven or something. Okay, it so it was well. like top it, ten. It did very well. Yeah. Yes, it did very well. Okay, so someone bought it. I guess oh, I don't yeah, know what I'm talking about. but A lot but, of people. I don't know. King Miranda. King, a lot of yeah. people liked this song. It was a hit song. She was the most photographed woman of 1986 in Europe. <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, another thing. Oh, I forgot two things about Sam that are so great. So... Uh, dated our very own Paul Stanley, had a relationship with him for for a little bit. In the I would 80s. be surprised if she didn't have, have a relationship with Paul Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, it just seemed odd to me. <laughs> Paul seems a little more. He always was more. Um, you know, wanted a, a less surfacey woman. You know, that yeah. was his style more. And then also uh, the big the big left turn with with Samantha here is in uh, two thousand three. Comes out as a lesbian. And now, and now is a gay icon. Probably because it was like, oh, no, she really is cool. Yeah, good for yeah. her. Came out for in her. 2003. Well, um, good on her. She, I mean, yeah. here's, I hear a woman who's desperate to not be in this room. Yeah, right. and probably <laughs> desperate to not be in uh, that presented. body. Around dogs. And not, and, yeah, and not be presented <laughs> in this <laughs> Not be, be presented be dogs. Not surrounded by dogs. <laughs> Why? I don't like them. Oh, don't like yeah. him, do I? <laughs> you can't. That's why I call my autobiography "Obscured by Dongs." <laughs> <laughs> Had to get out, didn't I? So good for good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Aaron, a little known fact: uh, Samantha Fox left Paul Stanley for Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> 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 and then she dated Kofi Annan for a, for a, a period of time, and then and then you know. Oh, all right. So, uh, do we need to do any more of this? Yeah, I don't what is know. this? She's, she's <laughs> no more. Yeah, this is okay. Can fine. we stop? I, that's, that's this is cruel the, and unusual. Well, it's torture. <laughs> I just <laughs> all right. We're gonna let you off the hook now. We are no more Samantha Fox. We'll move on to Damon. Right. An hour into it, it, let me off the hook. Sweet of you. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's <laughs> that was fucking. It's a minute shitty. and a half left. If you want to hear it, and more rapping no. from Samantha. No, <laughs> we recommend Aaron and all our listeners listen to the rest of the song on their own time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the whole ac- record, Samantha, 1987, with full force. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, does, does she show her boobs on the cover? She does not. Too but ba- just to go to any high society, club magazine, yeah. penthouse, whatever, from that time. I shan't be looking her up. <laughs> oh, my God. Nightmare. <clears throat> okay, so. I, What's Damon got for what us? What I like about... Uh, Ear and loathing is sometimes we get these wide, this extreme swings of genres. Yes, yes, <laughs> so we're going to go all the way back to 1970. All the way back to 1970. And this one, this one dropped in my lap. I wasn't even, this wasn't even on my list. And then I'm not even going to say, I'll, I'll tell you the whole story later. But for now, let's just enjoy, let's just take a step back to 1970 and take a big, a big 180 from what we just listened to. Okay. <laughs> But just as as horrible, I hope. Just as horrible, yes. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
voices. Almost cut my hair. Happened just the other day. <laughs> oh, this is. I didn't. I was on the way here and thought these guys have so many hits. Yeah. All right, Aaron knows this immediately. I'm sure this was yeah. this was played a lot in your house. Oh, the God. walrus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cross, dude. Fucking. There's <laughs> a fucking at, like the the thing that's the biggest assy thing about him is him. <laughs> and oh, like just everything liver about him. And all that, right? The was fact it, that like well, he, yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg with this guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 The tip of the Crossberg. <laughs> just play it. <laughs> Almost cut my hair. <laughs> what the hell is that? What is it? What is that? Uh, this is ni- okay. Nineteen seven. I'm trying to get yeah. into the idea of this now. Okay. This is like yeah. this is. You can't describe a more potent. CSNY time period than this right yeah, now. Yeah. This Fucking is Deja epic. Vu, their huge yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They'd already had a massive success with the first one. And then Young joined. Is it, if, do I have the timeline right, Aaron? So, yeah. Young the, joined the, for this album. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and like sonically, this this is a cool sounding thing because it sounds like the rest. It's a beautifully produced record. The band is great. Cross uh, is just Cross. He's such an asshole. It's so hard. He's one of those few people that like, I cannot remove what he is from what he does from his art yeah you dancer, can't remove the artist from the art dancer from the dance <laughs> he's just such an off he's just such an awful guy who's made such shitty selfish decisions and like him and steven stills are like voted most likely to fucking narc on your ass to save themselves <laughs> you know which fucking steven stills fucking did so so and so then and then the cross it's just so tough for me and like great voice and their harmonies are the best and i love this record I never listened to this song <laughs> because <laughs> for a good never, reason. Yeah. And per, and perhaps if it wasn't the, the, he's doing like an analogy thing, right? Where like, I cut my ear like thinking about changing and not being in the freak scene any longer and like going straight. But I, but I, but I didn't because freedom means so much to me. Is that the vibe of the lyrics? Yeah, he would. He, I think what, what I see, that's the thing is, is this, this, uh, the theme of this, I'm going to answer your question, but it's it's confusing to me. There's two different mess- conflicting messages going on here. Plus, it's right. just a contradiction coming from this asshole. But um, <laughs> it's it's I think uh, I'm going to let down the team, or I'm gonna uh, you know I I, sh- I need to show solidarity with with these with this movement that's going on. And if I cut my hair, you know, then I'm I'm kind of letting people down. Not a hippie I almost anymore. gave up. But they need me. <laughs> they need me so much. Yeah. Like I'm, he he's saying to us imagine if david crosby cut his hair can you imagine <laughs> yeah, how painful you, uh, that and fucked up yeah. that would be for you you poor saps when i was listening to the song and thinking about it i was thinking like if anyone could use a haircut it's it's Dave, david like pick yeah. any era yeah, of david crosby kind of bald yeah, yeah the mustache is the issue i defy you i defy you to find a, a picture of david crosby with good hair where his hair looks yeah. great <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, you're so right. i'm the- kind of on board with with you just having this this internal debate about cutting your hair and then deciding to do it i also would like you to have the internal debate about almost trim my mustache yeah, right, exactly and then go ahead and and, and move forward with that plan as well <laughs> Why don't you almost put the bottle down? (laughs) (laughs) Almost stopped smoking crack. In the funky southern weather. (laughs) Boy, these lyrics are... are, If you want to see them, George, you can't. It's really bad. I'd just rather hear them. (laughs) 
happened just the other day. I really like the groove. I, I need to. The groove, say, the groove is, is that bad to me? Well, let's <laughs> talk about let's talk about the band. We've yeah, got it's, uh, it's, it, we've yeah, got Dallas Taylor and on drums and Greg Reeves on bass, and those are the yeah. those are the two kind of known other guys who aren't in the name CSNY. Right. They're just their backing band, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the rest is Steve, right? As instrumentalist. No, in this no, in this song actually, it's uh, Crosby singing lead and playing rhythm guitar. Steve Stills and Neil Young are are playing both playing lead. And Graham Nash is on organ, so uh, it like Aaron said, like great band. They sound fantastic yeah. as a band. Although I would make the argument that like I don't want to hear one of those guys soloing, but two of them so- soloing simultaneously is kind of like too much for me. Which is like I'll Neil take Young, Steve over Neil. Neil just I think anyone's going to take Steve Stills over Neil Young's yeah. guitar playing any day. I, I know I love how people think that Neil Young is this sort of mad genius on guitar because i just don't think he knows how to play solos <laughs> uh, yeah. so um uh. and then the here here's this is the the thing that that bumped me the most about this song as i was listening to it and realizing like one of the many distressing things about it because <laughs> when you come when you come to a csny party like a song you want to listen to an album or whatever What's the main thing you're coming for when it comes to Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? The harmony. David's hair. <laughs> after <laughs> Dave's Mustaches. hair. After Dave, you, you like you, you pull pieces of David's hair out of your mouth. <laughs> Gross. Like, oh my god, George. George yeah, you come for the harmonies, baby. Stay, exactly. Stay for the hair in the mouth. You guys are exactly right. This is like I think one of the only songs in the entire fucking CSNY catalog where there's no harmonies. It's just David Crosby singing by himself. Who, by the way, doesn't have that pleasing of a voice. He kind of needs to be blending. Whether he when he was with the Birds, that's how you got those killer harmonies in that. Yeah. When he's with these guys, that's how you got these killer harmonies. He's a great additive. Yeah. In this group, like a baritone. High, 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 high. I didn't know it. High. Yeah, it's like a. a oh. It's. Goofy high. Yeah, the birds harmony, the high harmonies were always it's David him. Crosby. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of glad I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's actually how I, I stumbled on this. I was watching uh, some some little birds documentary videos on on YouTube, and then I was, as usual, with my arms crossed, like loving those songs, but with my arms crossed, like like scowling at David Crosby. <laughs> and I'm and I was thinking about Aaron Loathing as I'm watching, and I'm going, suddenly like the two things connected, and I went. This fucking asshole! I I got he's got to have twenty songs that are, that are gonna because at first I was thinking what bird song is he that annoying on but he's really not too featured. But I went fucking almost cut my hair. That's exactly the song I need to play. I could play for George or Aaron and they will both be equally annoyed by it. I remember so, with this the same that was the same time that Roger McGuinn was insisting on wearing those dopey glasses that like covered his iris perhaps. <laughs> like little, little tiny peepers, little tiny peepers, little thin sunglasses that were like not Lennon round, <laughs> well, but like they were yeah. like these weird like rectangles that were like just enough to cover your eyeball. Oh, yeah. that look! Right. The only yeah, the yeah. only sunglasses you've ever seen that were thinner than your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that the sun sold to America. It's like, hey, listen, use these. These are great. Contact totally keep me out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. All right. Keep going here. It's getting kind of long. Yeah, and also these lyrics. It's enough about your hair, Dave. He, yeah, yeah, he's. it's almost like 
This is a conversation he had like sitting there high next to another guy at, at a at a party at Joni Mitchell's or something. And he was he's having he's just telling the guy, okay. Yeah, I was thinking about cutting my hair I, a couple days ago. No way, it was dude. getting kinda long. Like he's his these aren't even lyrics, these are just a boring conversation he had with another hippie. That poor up on, in Laurel down, Canyon. It's probably like somebody nice, like fucking like Peter Tork. Yeah. And because because Crosby said, Hey man, you want to you know share a share a, a J with me? And he goes, Oh great. Dave has great weed. And then he just sat there and Dave just held on to the joint the entire fucking conversation and then yeah. finished it and well I gotta go speak to my old lady yeah. and Peter's like what the fuck did I just go through for nothing Dave, Dave has great weed you know what he doesn't have great rap <laughs> I'm just gonna say and that and great sharing ability <laughs> said that Aaron had pictured Peter Tork reaching across to take the joint and Dave just keeps smoking he just takes another yeah. track <laughs> <laughs> Peter Tork's hand is you sitting know? there over a candle <laughs> burning totally right this, in fact it's right like this it, you know what Thinking about cutting my hair. <laughs> and, he, and he reaches over for the joint and he goes, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep it. I don't know. <laughs> never, he reaches over, reaching over to get the joint, never never yeah, handing it, right. never offering it. Just looks over. Like the, the term bogarting was invented for David Crosby. <laughs> Poor Peter Tork. Did he bogart the joint? He crosby it. in there with his fucking sleeve on He fire. never even reached over to hand it to me. There wasn't even an ovation to even... Yeah, but David, like, David Crosby like could be reminded to share the joint, like pass it. He's the type of guy, he's the type of bogarter who says, yeah, in a minute, man. Like, he, he still won't share it. Like, he's just going to keep holding on and to you it. You got to look at it all like this. Dude, I'm, I'm doing my haircut rap. <laughs> oh, wow, far out. <laughs> Peter Tork, he's the guy with the with the beanie, right? With the beanie. Hat. No, no, that's, that's Mike. Mike. That's Mike. Nothing. Sorry. Oh, Peter Tork, the nice one with the yeah, beanie. yeah, the, the sweetheart, oh, big nice smile face, face, like yeah, like oh, geez. Yeah, oh, oh okay, uh huh. <laughs> Here's the time he's going to share the word with me. I, I guess I'll have some more hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Tork was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Tork was the guy at the Laurel Canyon parties who they would send to the store to get stuff. <laughs> he is exactly. <laughs> no problem, guys. Be back Peter, in the gym. <laughs> you can take my motorcycle. Right, right. Oh, go, down the, go down to the canyon store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. I could have said it was in my way. Now we got to hear about his bangs. Yeah, now he's he's rationalizing the decision he made to not cut his hair because he goes, I could have told people I, it was in my way. Mm-hmm. This is just internal thoughts that David Crosby right. shouldn't be sharing with people. This is a good song when you play for like the working man. Because on the outside, it's like, hey, man, don't fold. No, 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 it's not. So you spent all day in the fucking factory having real problems. And Dave Crosby said, like, look, I... I didn't do it, but you know why I didn't do it? It's because like I'm, I'm a hero, and like I could have said that my bangs were in the way. Like, the guy's <laughs> all full of excuse. grease and like yeah. cow shit ex- all over his shoes, and he's like, "Oh yeah, your bangs." Aaron, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I have my uh, beefiest point about meaning the biggest beef I have with this mm. with this song is the notion that this coming from this era of peace and love and and uh this communal spirit between everybody and what we the brotherhood of man and why don't we all get along and no war name the thing that they were for and everything right but the the notion that your long hair kind of sets you apart as like a so the guy the guy that you just described from the factory 
Let's right. say this is a guy who votes the way that David Crosby wants him to. He buys the records. He goes to the protests. He, you know, he's on board with everything. But guess what? He works in a factory and he has to have short hair. You might get is, caught in the machine. Is, is, is he not in? The, is he not in like the cool weed club with like with with David Crosby? Is because that's basically what he's implying is, you know. We need. We all need to have long hair, man. If if you're a straight, that's that's what everyone right. took away from this. Straights are bad. Be, guys with short hair are bad. They're not cool. They're not. They're not in our. Like club. you can't be a freak with short hair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, this whole this whole thing about because I grew up in in uh, North County, San Diego. Yeah. And you got the same sort of bullshit from. I mean, name the click, but for me, it was it was surfers. I was gonna say first. Yeah. yeah, these guys are just like, hey man, we're just we're just communing with the waves, and we're just like just doing our thing. But if you weren't a surfer, they treated you like an asshole. Oh right, get off my wave! You know? don't even come to the beach. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, if you showed up at the beach, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were you were you a dick. Fuck out of here. Yeah. No, nobody nobody has more rules than anarchists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So He's this like, whole what thing. What are you fucking talking about? This whole thi- thing about his his hair, I don't know. Let's keep going here. And Aaron also said freak, but and the next line is is about here we go. And I wonder why I feel like letting my freak flag fly. <laughs> the corniest. I mean, I guess at the time that was a new term, but I, it, from yeah. the research I did and what actually other people did, and I just glommed on it off the internet was that the the first kind of known freak flag it was from a Jimi hendrix song okay, not that's that not this question. but he gets all the credit for it because this was kind of a more well-known song jimmy's songs if if six was nine oh yeah right. i don't remember what album it's on but it wasn't it was like an album track it wasn't a, a hit yeah and, this was a and hit. this well i don't think this was a single or anything but yeah. this fucking album was so big that all of these yeah. songs were just big i've never yeah, i know i know a chapter you, and you've never heard this up oh with this God, song no. like through the house. This is an FM song. I'm surprised that you didn't hear it, George. You probably just yeah. turned it off. It was on KLOS all the time. Really? Yeah. I'd yeah. Like in like not not in like not in the era that we always sort of talk about the shit time when it was like Jafria. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Why do I got to listen to Jafria? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bingo. So, <laughs> I have a story about him for another episode. Great, Jafria. <laughs> I do. Uh oh. <laughs> For another episode. All right. <laughs> yeah. The George with the T's. I've, yeah, I've done. Yeah, I've, I've been around Greg. <laughs> Stick around for a future episode of You're in Loathing. Episode 11 when George says. We talk about Greg Jufria. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Jufro. <laughs> Jufro. Jufria. Did Jufria have Juf- a Jufro? Jufria. He did not. Okay. He's an angel with long hair. <laughs> and he did not cut it. <laughs> <laughs> he almost, almost did. cut his head. Yeah. Almost. almost, but he didn't. He went, I'm an angel. Fucking what am I doing? This close. But he wanted. But he close. wanted to get Crosby's stamp of approval, so he just let it keep growing. Yeah. Back to like Dave's actual hair. Like the hair in question. Never was there like. I have a lot of questions time, like, about his hair. Shit, like fucking shitty, that. like dry, like fucking split end, fucking wispy bullshit hair too. Yeah. It's not even like rich, thick locks. <laughs> it was the big deal. His hair wasn't that great like Damon said. Yeah, well, he, dumb. I, he had dumb hair. Yeah, the, the the thing is like he, I could understand that he was going bald on top and that's kind of going to hurt your your uh, hippie credibility. But he, it's not like he took care of the rest of his hair. What was, was whatever was left? It was, right, it, it wasn't. You know, still split ends of what yeah. was left. Right. Some, right. some fucking Wella Balsam, bro. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yes, I feel like I owe it 
you know, d- just feel free to jump on a melody at any point, Dave. I just, you know, this, this, there's no, there's nothing to grab onto with this song other meandering. than wispy split end hair <laughs> and a walrus mustache. Oh god! Good god! All right, here we go. Still going, still going. This part's cool. He's not singing. <laughs> But we do have Neil and Steve dueling. dueling yeah, I think I always think it's funny when when two gu- two guys are are doing dueling solos. But the name the, the name of the thing you're doing is solo. You shouldn't be. It's a thing that one person does by themselves, you're right? Trading really more than dueling. You're no, trading. and if you listen to it, which I don't recommend listening to the headphones, but if you do, you'll hear and channel le- left and channel right. They're both going in simultaneously. Oh, well. <laughs> it's not a soul. It's not solos. It's just two guys trying to play over each other. Jesus. Yeah, they, like they listen to Abbey Road, and where it's the outro, where it's the three guys soloing. One, two, three, three different right. sounds. And these yeah. guys are just doing the same sounds at the same time, both <laughs> meandering, no hooks available. I was going to say that. This <laughs> reminds me of like a Beatles track that didn't make it on the record. <laughs> right. Like a live jam or something. That, you know, yeah, this is this is right. one that George had to save for one of his solo albums. Yeah. Couldn't right. make the cut. Yeah. yeah, that's what it, yeah. <sighs> okay. The song is dumb. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Two solos. Okay. Shut up. I know. I got it. Wait. And I'm not up so the lyrics he just said, I don't know if you heard those. He goes, par? Yeah, he goes, must be, I, I'm not making this up, must be because I had a flu for Christmas and I'm not feeling up to par. I still feel like he's explaining the story to Peter Tork, right? I was going to cut my hair, but I had, a, I, I had a flu. Yeah. It's just, it's just a crazy passing notion. It's the holidays, and so man. why people of our parents' age <laughs> glommed Peter onto Tork? this song as this kind of revolutionary? It's it's the dumbest lyrics for a for this for a concept I've ever heard. I'm a hero because I didn't do it for you to continue to fly the freak flag for you all who yeah. cannot. And so no matter which way he's pinning it. Like you're dumb and you're not a freak because you got to cut your hair and you're straight. Or hey, you're welcome. Fuck faces. I didn't cut my hair, so you can continue to have your cha- your your champion. Yeah, by the way, why tell me? Just you didn't do it. Just why do I have yeah, to hear about great. it? Great, dynamite. Just... Good news. I'll alert the media. What shit? <laughs> I just and I was thinking about the factory guy of like you when you said I worked in a factory for eight or twelve hours a day, and then and David Crosby like fucked all the girls, drank all the drank all the liquor, uh, smoked all the weed, and by the way, factory guy, I need your liver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> no, I mean, like, he did it. He's oh. doing all this other. It's easy not to cut your hair when you have a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Can, can, carrying on. It increases my paranoia. <laughs> like looking at my mirror and seeing a police car. I like the pronunciation of police, by the way. Oh, okay. but he police said it, it increases it increases my paranoia, like looking in my mirror and seeing a, a, a police car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know, Dave, like the cop who's who kind of wants to get a good day's work in. If you see, you know, spectacularly high David Crosby driving down the street, I'm pretty sure you're going to you're going to do yeah. like 
I'm not into profiling necessarily, but I'm on the cops side. If, here. if you just wait at the bottom of Laurel Canyon for David Crosby to go, drive by, you'll, pro- you'll probably and have you're a good saving lives. You're saving a, a busload of nursing students <laughs> from his dumbass. You're, you're, you're going to get a, a, an attaboy from the sergeant back at the precinct, <laughs> back at Hollywood Station. <laughs> Certainly, this one, like when that when that poor sap fucking arrested poor Willie Nelson, who was just sleeping off a of J, and then he brought him into the fucking. And it became sort of news for a minute. And then the sheriff was like, what are you doing? You're bringing in Willie for a fucking J? Yeah. He's on the side of the road. That is not the case with pulling over dopey fucking David Crosby. Literally dopey. Running lights, <laughs> fucking with his dumb hair, with like a sack full of fucking opium and a beard full of J's. Right. If you want to confiscate <laughs> drugs, I mean, just, sir, can you open the trunk and, you know, you can yeah, go home early that somebody day. anyways. There's yeah. 14 controlled substances in the hair of his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Get a mustache comb. It's just, all the shit starts coming out. <laughs> the chunk of fucking Salisbury steak. Exactly. In there. Everything. <laughs> There's so many things in there. <laughs> all right. He was. I, I picture him driving to the store with Peter Tork and, and just just like handing all the shit to Peter Tork. Like, Dude, just say it's yours. I'll bail you out. Fine. You imagine Peter Tork okay. going up to people at like at those Laurel Canyon parties where everyone's all fucking crazy and like David Crosby and Peter Tork's just like, "Hi, how you doing? Hi, Peter Tork, taxpayer. Hi, <laughs> taxpayer. <laughs> Hi, how you doing, Peter Tork? I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Neat, neat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on here. So, Aaron, What's this is doing, a ring, dude. What's he doing? <laughs> you know, outside He's just going, ah! <laughs> Out, Outside his perspective here, because yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never heard this. Yeah. You guys have a connection to it, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not the Beatles fan that you are. Yeah. Either one of you. But to me, this sounds like him trying to do john lennon being weird and being edgy and yeah. that when john lennon should do this kind of thing it's that's just what it sounds like to me that kind of it, catharsis singing yeah, yes yes just, yeah. right it sounds like him no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna just like not come together but it sounds like he's trying to be that he's trying to it's be, like i want you she's so heavy yeah maybe well, yes like, like that. i think it's it like, like when he's making live. a like a political statement song. Well, there yeah. is no real Beatles live from any kind of time. But this sounds real. live. This song sounds to me like it's yeah. live. Like it's not. It's a jam or something that they didn't really plan very much. You could probably you could probably put this in the in the don't let me down camp. Like, okay, like obviously, that. I'm not yes. comparing the yeah. two yeah. songs because yeah. one is majestic and one is just a right. A but turd. it sounds like his impression of that. Yeah, his him. Yeah, yeah. just trying to belt it out. Trying like to Lennon. be weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just, but there's real no, real no, no real pain behind it. Yeah, we didn't. You no, know, because he doesn't yeah, have a. Yeah. A, 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 a. He's he's so him and Stephen Stills like their talents, man. Fuck for real, but they they are such inconsequential people. It seems, and their <laughs> and their and their points of view is, and like they seem like again like fucking narks. You know, <laughs> like David Crosby looks so dumb that he seems like he's like. <laughs> he looks like Taggart trying to be like f- pass as a hippie. <laughs> Taggart, Taggart from, from Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I have a story about this actually. So, trying to pass as a hippie at a at a freak at a freak party. Right. So, 
So I have a friend named Dave Flat, and um, for a while he was doing this great bit that I, it, it, he he would see famous people and mistake them for other famous people. <laughs> okay, and he did this to quite a few different different people, including mistaking uh, my favorite one is mistaking the guys in U two for sticks. <laughs> And he'd build it up and go like, oh my God, I've listened to your music forever. You guys are so, you're, I, I loved you for all my life. I can't believe I'm standing here with sticks. <laughs> and, so, and, some, and Bono laughed. And so some people laughed, some people didn't. Yeah. So to David Crosby at a urinal, Dave Ladd said to him, oh my God, I've, I've loved you since I'm a kid. I, wa- I got your records. I watched your shows, everything. I can't believe here I am with Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> and Crosby did not think it was funny. Did not laugh. Of at course all. he, he did. did not Let me tell you, somebody was... who has zero sense of humor, man. Yeah. Like he's. That's what I'm saying is that like he's 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 an inconsequential, humorless fuck. Yeah, the cop we were talking about before, pull his ass over. Yeah, pull David Crosby the fuck over today. Yeah. Can we hear a little more? I have a question. I want to hear one a little okay. bit more. Yeah. Good job, Neil. Yeah, this is just tedious. This isn't a song. This is them jamming or some him. My my question was, I want to hear a little more, but we didn't hear any more singing. Is where's the? You guys said it earlier that his high whatever high uh, high harmonies and all that. But where's the good singing here? I mean, there's no, that's, this that's, vocal's that's bad. Like, yeah. The vocal's <laughs> not doing... a good vocal. We got another verse coming up, but. Okay, but it's not good. It's not. It's not. It's, and it doesn't have a, mel- a, a, a melody you can grab onto. I, I'm not here. No, no, no. I couldn't like sing you this song. It's like a meandering jam yeah. of some kind. Yeah, there's no hook or anything. Yeah, the there. other two, yeah. like, on their, like, goofiest songs, like Marrakesh and things like that, it's, it's still beautiful and it works. And it's a beautiful pop song because of their, when the three of them sing together, it's beautiful. Yeah. Left to his own devices. The other two can do it. Left to his own devices, dog shit. This is what you end up with. This is what you get with. The, again, the consequence of cross. <laughs> the cross-a-quince. Wow. It's a cross-a-quince. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck this guy. Um, so I, I was going to say something about you guys were talking about earlier. Like I'm actually like fa- falling out of my chair listening to this. I'm, I'm like super far away from the microphone. Oh, yeah. D- d- like just... This was like the, I was thinking about him because, as far as I know, Aaron, I, I'm pretty sure Nash no longer speaks to uh, Crosby and no, has made that know. public. He said, is "I Crosby, gave that guy." Is Crosby alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, giant question mark. How that's go- still going on, right? Yeah. And he and Graham were like still chummy and would like show up like on David Gilmore tours and sing back up with him. Like so, even after. He fucked over the Neil Young relationship. He yeah. fucked over, somehow managed to out-ass Stephen Stills. <laughs> so, like, Justin and Graham Nash are running around. Nice Graham Nash, who's sort of like, you know, the 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 Peter Tork. <laughs> finally, when that guy finally says, I've had it up to here. You know? Right. The, yeah, like, that's the thing is, is, uh, is Nash has said, I think it was on Howard Stern, but maybe somewhere else. I don't remember. But he said very emphatically, no, it's done. But and then I, Howard or whoever was interviewing said, "Yeah, but you guys break up and get back together. You're, you know, he's your lifelong friend." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, nope." And and yeah. and uh, I think he was asking, "Well, what 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 was the final straw?" He goes, "I can't talk about it, but it's done." 
And so fuck his daughter. So he didn't. (laughs) Some, I mean, some he did something super fucked up. So what I what it what appears to be what happened here, he's alienated, um, S N and Y, which makes him the C word. (laughs) In any definition. Oh, yeah. The okay. What an asshole. All right, we're still we're still going here. Jesus. No, we don't really truly, right? We don't. What's what else is going to come of this? We're going to find some new revelations. You get out early on both songs? <laughs> yeah. Again, trying to trying to uh, dictate the rules of the torture chamber not going to happen. That's my right to ask. There's one more verse. <laughs> There's one more verse. Fuck this. All right, here we go. Let's get through it. Oh my god. Go, Neil, go. Wow! <laughs> it's, it's not like he touched a hot stove. Wow! <laughs> Who turned out the burner? You heard that high voice. Oh! <laughs> Where was that voice in the rest of this? <laughs> when I finally get myself together. Which is going to be in about 60 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get down in that sunny southern weather. And I find a place inside the land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? That had to be a Neil Young riff, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just like fucking done with this song. <laughs> Mess. Yeah, I do like the fact that like the the dichotomy here of Aaron being super familiar with the song since his childhood. I'm sure, I'm sure your parents, you yeah. know, blasted this around the house all the time, and George never having heard no. it before. No, <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? You're having the, the identical am, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you guys are like, "Oh, give me experience. out of here!" All right, we can be done because it's really just more of his dumb lyrics. I do. I just wanted to say this. One of the lyrics he has coming up is Sep- "separate the wheat from the chaff," which is another one of like those raisins. Lyrics right. like who puts that in a rock song? Yeah. I don't hear about your fucking harvesting information, <laughs> idiot. That's and probably the, and, and where Neil Young got the name for his album. He's like, "Ooh, wheat from the chaff harvest." There you go. <laughs> oh, harvest, and also, right, farmers yeah. have to work an honest day, Cross. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. you don't well, fucking know anything about that. The, the, you know, c- kind of my another my, of my takeaways from this song is like. David Crosby is at the point in his career where he doesn't have any repercussions to either having long hair or short hair or cutting his hair or doing anything yeah. because he's fucking rich rock star and and can just bail himself out of jail and just and or but, cut it and grow it again like there's no consequence to cutting your hair <laughs> right he cut his head off yeah. <laughs> yeah he might actually accidentally get a piece of that that walrus stash <laughs> whoops Cookie oh. duster. <laughs> Jesus. He probably makes Peter Tork trim his mustache. More. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm done. I, I don't really have much else to say about this. Uh, uh, well, look, I, 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 you ready for my my findings? Sure. Uh, yes, please. Um, oh, by the way, I have another. After you you announce the winner, um, I, I have a clip for you guys. Oh, okay, very nice. But go ahead. I, I as as. Uh, as much as like I, I I loathe David Crosby, the human, <laughs> so powerfully that that it's it's like almost 
it almost just makes me see red, you know, like it's just like he's really an aggravating of, guy and, and the hypocrisy, yes. you know, and like hypocrisy, exactly. like nothing makes me crazier than that. And like, he's, he's all about that. But I like the way the album sounds and this, and real people made, uh, made music. Like yeah. it's a pity that they didn't spice up this. It's a good groove. Jack yeah. off session yeah. with yeah. the beautiful harmonies that they are, they could do. They could have saved this song in many ways. You're right. All based on them just taking a, a, a vocal pass. They probably For, did exist, and he probably just mixed it down because, like, my song, my rules. Yeah, they could have know? saved the song by muting his vocal track. Yeah, have somebody else and sing it. And not playing yeah. so much guitar. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, and take yeah. it easy with the fucking solos, you yeah. guys. Jeez. And so, and so, uh, you know, I, I, and and because I felt bad, and these guys wanted to be in the studio and thought this was the shit, whereas Samantha Fox didn't want to be in that room she was forced to do that lump of coal and 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 the experience was so bad that she you know she decided ultimately to go find her own self on her own and and owned her own sexuality after having to have it abused i give it to uh i give the worst being george that was the worst because of what it says and what they did to that poor woman and also that song sonically is fucking terrible there's not there's not an iota of goodness in it <laughs> whereas with the csnn and 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 fucking sometimes why uh, <laughs> like you know they they had a, the, they had the ability to fix that piece of shit yeah real dudes so i yeah, guess they could have fixed it i i guess what what you're saying is that george the winner takes it all the loser, guy wins. the loser takes the fall. The loser takes the fall. That's me. The fall. So, but you know what? <laughs> Nobody cuts their hair. Nobody cuts their hair. No one's cutting their fucking hair today. I wouldn't have minded if the two guys from ABBA cut their hair a little bit. Yeah. I could have done without those mullets. I can't wait to see what picture you choose for the cross for the social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's it's uh, CSNY, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I might have to do those guys. But We're going to uh, have to throw up an honorary Peter Tork somewhere. <laughs> for, me, for me personally, the uh, odd as it sounds, the... the, the uh, Damon, your song hurt me worse. <laughs> it did. It just like it if, hurt you were, me worse. if you were, if you had was it. uncomfortable during it. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you were, I get Aaron's the, point though. If you were in the torture chamber and and you had been played those two songs, oh, Crosby but, still for sure. <laughs> it hurt worse. It just. <laughs> I have visceral reactions to these things. Like yeah. the Samantha's rock seems kind of like. Eh, I figured like that's why I said earlier. I thought I could play this for either one of them, yeah, and uh, it I, I bad, thought it, I thought it would cut a little deeper with Aaron because he d- had to listen to it since he was a child, <laughs> and it does. I mean, you see how angry yeah, I get about him. Like it's, 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 I hate him. <laughs> you, you put us there talking about the cross. I did, burn. I did. Yeah. But well, you know, Damon <laughs> brought this song up. I, Once I, ABBA I, plays, you can't go back to the torture okay, song. Okay, that's okay, the, that's the rule. All right, let's have the salve now. All right, are we <laughs> ready for some sorbet? Please, yeah. God, and yeah. This is this is not. Uh, this is a total coincidence. I had already decided which uh, sorbet uh, major announcement I was going to play, and it's very appropriate to something Aaron just said. Sorbet, Wella Balsam. <laughs> How about that? Um, what kind of a that's, a that's a beautiful coincidence. I, I and, and, that one from all the ones we did. <laughs> so we gave us you gave us the '80s with Sam, and we got the '70s with the Cross, and uh, and so I'm taking us 
to the nineties. And I don't know that if we, in these shows in all 10 episodes, if we've ever done a different decade each, I think at least one of us was in the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's unusual, I think. So, uh, and so I, I fucking love this song and I love this artist and, uh, it's, it's so perfect and it's so beautiful. And it's time we got, uh, some good country and Western in this, uh, whole thing and all so right that's what that's what this is this is gonna be country and western yeah <laughs> yeah this is gonna be a uh a favorite of clem clemson's that's right he'll love it <laughs> oh it's good here we go <laughs> love him too by the way yeah so when you song. said 90s country i went uh-oh but if it's dwight yoakum <laughs> oh, oh. i'm good You keep calling me on the telephone. I don't feel like he gets enough credit for his voice. He does not. Yeah. He's got such yes. a great, authentic, you know, and I'm not, usually I use this word disparagingly. In this case, I'm using it as a compliment. Hillbilly country singer voice, right? Yeah, but he's got that, but he's, you know, yes. The twang. It's, it's more that, um, yes, but he's coming, but his, Yes. I, 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 what I'm going to say is a dumb know-it-all bullshit. So yeah, yes, you're right. Okay, <laughs> he does have that, and and it's fucking great, and he knows it, an unbelievable harmonizer uh, uh, with that voice. Yeah, with the hillbilly voice, and it's a bit of a put-on because he doesn't he doesn't really speak like that. Yeah, he's a pretty mild-mannered guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Where's he from, by the way? Uh, he's one of those dudes who's uh like the uh like the Barstow guys. Oh, I was going to say up, Bakersfield up or something. Yeah, up there. Okay. Get, get us to the chorus on this. Well, that's real sad. And you keep leaving. No stuck on my door. Guess you're hungry for some more. Girl, that's too bad. Cause I ain't that lonely. No, I ain't that lonely. Okay, what I'm getting from the lyrics is I didn't pull them up. I was about to, but then I was intrigued and I was listening. She's sniffing around like she broke his heart, and then she's sniffing around to you know get back together, yeah, or get some she, action. She's and, a villain though. Yeah, she's and a he's bit of a yeah villain. exactly. And he's saying, um, not that nice try. Yet. Yeah, not that lonely yet. It's nice try, but yeah. it, it ain't gonna happen. Which and by yeah, the way, great. I, I bet you he doesn't get a lot of credit for this. Adding the yet, yeah, right, yeah, 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 means he he kind of knows he will be eventually. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's, far it's he's been holding in, out one in a long beautiful line of of country turn of phrases um yeah. where like the the industry is so beautifully built on when it especially when it's working right where like you got the title and like you're just like all right <laughs> like before the hook comes the title and how are we going to work this into a hook um and this feels like one of those where it's just so great and we've been uh we've been disparaging the professional songwriters uh, and, and rightly so. And, and all of the, all of the times we've done it, but in this case it was written by two dudes um, uh, and, and they written for him before. And what are their names? Uh, he won a, 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 a Grammy for this, by the way. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, and uh, it was a big, 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 big hit. I was going to ask that because it's on the it, the album cover I'm seeing is the very best of Dwight Yoakam. I'm assuming a greatest hits, and so so it was a big, giant country hit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and produced by uh, Pete Anderson. So, like, one of the oh. things I like about it is that the it's got that big, lush, um, almost sort of Glenn Campbell pastiche uh, orchestrated vibe, but you could really tell how neat it would be uh, pared down to like two dudes in a kitchen playing it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's it's like the fucking harmonies kill me. And what really was getting to me recently when I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago is that the there is a beautiful economy of words in, in some really great pop songs where it is a, it gets to a real universal place real fucking quick and without any fuss or muss. It's just this, that there's, there's a slick little line in the next verse, but beyond that, it's very, you want me, you hurt me. So I don't think so. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And there's no slickness happening with the words. It's not clever really, especially except for the really nice melody and it gets mildly clever in the next verse. But beyond that, it's just a lovely economy, which I, I just love, uh, and when country music is happening, it really does this well. Yeah, it's that it's that putting yourself like a like a, a, the Tyrone Davis song where yeah, where you put yourself into this guy's head. And I I like when you know I don't care what style of music it is I don't care if it's if it's metal or or country or or funk or soul or whatever when you put yourself into the story of that guy that guy's perspective and mm-hmm. you do it well, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and by the way, like you root for Dwight, for Dwight. Yeah, and like so you're, you're like this encouraging this woman him to hold fuck out. Him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Dwight. And the the songwriters were a guy named Costas, who's a, a Greek American uh, country songwriter, um, and James House. Uh, mm. uh, they both had a, a big writing career. James House, interestingly, was uh, <laughs> when when uh, uh, when. Dustin Hoffman had to at least appear to be able to carry a tune in Ishtar. He was his vocal coach. <laughs> it's a funny little side bit. But but at any rate, it's, it's incredible. And a lot of people have covered this. And a lot of people do it live. Like a lot of sort of, you know, your John Mayers of the world and people like that, you know, who've got nothing but deep respect for Dwight and want to throw a little country flair into their set. They do this. Nice. And it's awesome. Yeah. Just give it some more spin. Sure. That chord change is so insane to me. The the where it bounces up to that uh, that minory never let her go. Yeah. That that moment there is so rips my heart out. <clears throat> and so that once there was a spider in my bed uh line uh is is Do you have the lyrics in front of you? Real satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't it's, pull uh, them up, so tell me what tell me that verse. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> musical interlude. Yeah, free scatting from Ian, Aaron Loathing. 
a little bonus for you. Once there was a spider in my bed, I got caught up in her web of love and lies. Then she spun her chains around my heart and soul, never to let go. Oh, but I survived. So he got out and it was fucking shitty for him. And it's a real quick amount of words to A, get super poetic and neat and use the spider and the web and the poison and da-da-da-da-da all into this little thing and fucking hardly any words. Yeah. And it's hard to fucking do that. <laughs> you know, really tough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm just so impressed when it can be done right. And it's a real knockout. And it's such a knockout that it's one of those things often where I'll just go, I don't know what it is about that number. I just love it so much. And then I'll inevitably arrive at, oh, look how economic they were, like we were talking about with with Tyrone, where he's not doing an explosive soul explosion. He's just delivering the goods. Mm -hmm. And no one could accuse him of not being funky as hell and not being full of soul, but not needing to do the vocal gymnastics. The histrionics, yeah. Right. And then then in this case where you're like, oh, they could have gone all over the map. It could have been this or that. It could have been this great big long song. And it just isn't. It's just a perfect pop song. That yeah, they, sits they, real nicely in country in a country vibe. They could have been clever, clever, where they're they're just jamming in these stupid like uh, metaphors and stuff, and and, and little yeah. winking inside jokes and stuff. And like, but, and you can hear how beautiful it would be for even two sort of jackasses to sing it who can sing nice together. Yeah, because it's such a powerful, nice little song. Sure. And I also like the fact that like by ninety, early, I'm what is this like mid nineties? You said ninety three. Okay. Even by that point, it seemed like country music just re- really shit the bed. I mean, they weren't there. It was yeah, all it was, about just making pot, like, I guess in the wake of Shania Twain or something, but it just well, beca- it was Garth first that took it into yeah. the stratosphere. Um, yeah, but it was, didn't Garth at least still have like fiddles and yeah, pedal steels and stuff. Still, yeah. So, just so, the bomb. He was bombastic in a way uh, with the shows and stuff. Right. I, I, I guess my point is like, the songs the, are so great though. I yeah. The, the songs, songs just got shitty, but for, I'm right. not counting like the good ones. I'm obviously talking right. about the, what became like, it right. seemed like the steady stream of just like faceless male and female country singers, each one trying to out clever themselves with these these dumb. Usually, a hook isn't a bad thing, but these country hooks just got so cheesy and lame. In fact, I've got there's a song I, I'm going to torture one of you guys with. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, I just really took twenty laps around something stupid to get to the point that like it's cool that he's still just doing a very simple arra- a country arrangement of a song as late as '93, and it was a hit. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, because those people, that crew doesn't not want to hear that. It's just that they be given the steady diet of other shit. Yeah. yeah they still want to hear it and, it, and it proves the point. Like, you're not going to have the career that's like, you know, selling a million records and getting a Grammy was about as much as Dwight could hope for. Yeah. Um, you're not, he's not going to have the career where he's going to sell 10 million copies of a record. It just, it's just not – that's not the way it goes, especially when you do it this way. I think the way you wouldn't do it that way is you start to get into those weird things where everything sort of vaguely sounds like Def Leppard, where people are sort of copying the right. Lang <laughs> yeah. thing for yeah. country. Right. If like ever- we were talking about before with like how – like when George was talking about Mutt and Shania Twain because she's a country artist, but it all sounds like Mutt Lang and because of that, new country was born. Like I really lay the – the debt to be repaid on that door, you know, but they don't give a shit because they made all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. But Shania could have made a, a cool record, a beautiful voice, you know, like it would have been neat to hear her do something like this. Yeah. Did she ever do that? I'm sure she did. Like, I don't know enough to say that she didn't. Um, 
But like I used to think that same thing about like, wouldn't it be awesome? In the same way that like Prince could go out and pare it down and just take four dudes on the road with him and do an awesome show mm-hmm. um, with a tight little band, no dancers, no fucking nothing, just did it. And I saw him do that. It was a mind blower. Like it would have been something to have seen somebody snatch Michael Jackson around bad after he did that tour and go, hey, Mike. <laughs> let's put a small little band together yeah, you can down. dance you dance if you like people want to see that but like would have been amazing to see him with like a five-piece band yeah <laughs> you yeah, know, right. just ripping it up um you know but like I, I, I think they probably imagine that's too much work i mean if i don't have the production what am i you know they would have been cool to see michael jackson going out with the dwight yoakam band backing him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, that you want to talk about a left turn. <laughs> actually, that, that would be kind of cool. Actually, probably would be. All right, here we go. Oh, but I survive, I no, I that that chord on yet is pretty awesome too. Yeah, it's it's. I don't even know what what they're doing, but it's cool. Yeah, there are only a few Beatle chords in this. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, but it's it's just so groovy. Yeah. Was that a three-part harmony right there? Yeah, because yeah. the whole song you've been doing a two through that. Yeah, yeah. doing a two-part. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that chord, dude. That's fucking awesome. Well, especially with the harmony on top of it. Yeah, dude. The big fade out on the country station, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Three minute, three minute song, like perfect, <laughs> perfectly constructed song, and that bridge was really cool. It's so good. And, and <laughs> this thing I was remembering when I was uh, putting some notes together to do this today, I was remembering that in 1997, I was working at the Hollywood uh, Athletic Club, mm. which you know, bar. Uh, pool hall nightclub and uh they had a big uh performance room and while i was there while i was working there uh uh david bowie had put out uh the album earthling and was in town doing uh dates at universal amphitheater he did like three or four but one night he came in uh and did a fucking show at the hollywood athletic club when i was working there and so like i fucking got to fucking meet him for a second and we saw the sound check like and for me that was yeah yeah for anybody that would be a mind blower and for me it was especially something i'll never forget and of a million things that happened that night and one of which was even though i was working i just got so so hammered 
because I was all excited and and <laughs> and when we were off, we got to stay there. And so like the show was gonna be like at eleven, so I was done at like nine. So we just got hammered, fucking around, and like there was a ton of stars there, like stars, 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 stars. And I was standing next to the bar, and it was really dark, and and um. Somebody comes up next to me with a cowboy hat on, and I look and I double take because there's a cowboy hat here tonight. Yeah, and and it's fucking Dwight Yoakam, and I go real loud, go holy fuck, Dwight Yoakam, and he looks at me and he goes, holy shit, it's me, <laughs> <laughs> hammered Aaron. Yeah, yes. I, I gave him my hand and he shook it like it was just a total gentleman, and I made him laugh and and. Uh, and then Dwight had Aaron thrown out. <laughs> then, then I that got get tossed that out. Guy. He talked to us. He turned get that guy out of here. <laughs> He's fucking hammered. Eighty six. Uh, yeah. So like, if I needed another reason to love him, uh, he, he was just he was a good sport and sweet, and uh, you know he dated Sharon Stone like at the in the day. You know, like, yeah. He got over for a, for wow. a, a crazy balding man from you know Northern California. You know, there's a lot of that going on great. with. Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Dwight Yoakam was sexy. Uh, Lyle was clever. Yeah. I like the way he wears his pants and boots. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Yoakam has a sex appeal that, like, li- ladies fucking love him. Like, it's not unusual yeah. for to hear about the ladies liking what what's where he's coming from. Aaron, so, didn't, didn't, you, didn't you tell me that when you met him at that club that he was mentally undressing you with his eyes? <laughs> He would have had he had the time. Who <laughs> wouldn't? Aaron had a lot of clothes on. Yeah. Aaron Britta that era, of course. Still in his work uniform. He was wearing an apron. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a, a long night. Um, but anyways, that's my that's my submission. Good story. And uh, yeah. we, I wanted to get us uh, uh, take a peek into the uh, C&W market, especially sure. for our fans. Yeah, you just opened the floodgates for me. Uh, yeah, like I, there's a lot that I love, a lot of great, great music being made and had been made, obviously in that in that space. I, you know what is it about this song that because uh, I don't I don't like country music, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> or western, but this song I, uh, I what what got me about it was that it without to Damon's point about uh, commercial uh, country music, it without saying pickup truck or my dog in the back or any of those cliches that you hear in country music, I felt like I was in a pickup truck with my dog, my dog, and I'm <laughs> petting him, and I'm driving. And So it was in a good way, though. Yeah, it felt good, rather yeah. than someone telling me that I'm in my pickup <laughs> right. truck with my dog, and I just got broke up with, or yeah. whatever. I, I felt that rather than being told it. Yeah. And that I think that's the difference between the two things you're talking about. And so it all I, comes actually, from the say I, I, it, don't spray it mentality. Yeah, I felt it instead of... Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. That's the best way of putting it. But I did feel that, and I felt good about it rather than like I was an asshole. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the reasons I don't like country music, I think, is because of it makes me feel like an well, asshole. Well, you, yeah, you, you have a disposition uh, being put, that's been put there by dopey people doing dopey tropes. In the same way that people could say that all rock is based on fucking, you know, pussy and titties, which like a lot of it is. Right, yeah. But like Samantha it's Fox the narrow is. view. It's the, <laughs> it's the narrow view to say that that's what it's all about, or the same with rap and stuff like that. So yeah. like, you know, when there's that, there's great versions of every fucking style that's being created, and people unfortunately get to listen to most of the other stuff most of the time. I guess. Well, and I also feel like that Mutt Lang, because of what you said, um, that especially around 1993, that's exactly the right time. As soon as as soon as the grunge announcement ruined everything from 
the 80s and yeah. said, oh, this is now, in a, a day it went from being cool to being awful, um, that all, all those, a lot of those guys went to Nashville. And I mean, I guess led by Mutt, you know, yeah. and they went to Nashville and started making music that, you know, that turned into what the country you're talking about. Yeah. But he's always yeah. been different too. And also it always like rock music from that time here and then country music that time there. It all had this kind of same sound, that same vocal sound where I can't tell the difference between the artists. Yeah. But this one, I know what he sounds like and I like his voice. Yeah. And let me even start it with Sling Blade, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot he- that. It seems like in this one, he like I, I Aaron would know this better than I would, but uh, Dwight Yoakam doesn't seem like the type of artist who ever sort of compromised. And yeah. in terms of his, like, he wanted to always be just an authentic country singer, not yeah, a, not right. and not wasn't chasing trends. But the 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 biggest concession I can hear in this song is like he's got kind of a big drum sound, which isn't mm-hmm, right. which yeah, you wouldn't yeah. usually expect from a Dwight Yoakam. But he might have oh, gone. Yeah. All right, just let the producer put some put some heft behind the drums, and that's all. That's all they did. Other than yeah. that, it's just a great Dwight Yoakam song, right? Yeah. And you're doing the big sweeping ballad sound, so you're sort of you need that. You know, you let's go for it. The big reverby kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, great. I was b- wrong, by the way. He's not from uh, Northern California. He's from Kentucky. Uh, oh, but he. I think Quite he's a, a big fan of. <laughs> he's a big fan of that sound. sort of like Stockton Bakersfield sound, right? Yeah. And. Uh, he collaborated with those dudes, which I guess is why that was in my brain, apart from just being stole cold wrong. Are you sure? Um, are you sure you weren't thinking of Fontucky? <laughs> Fontucky. Fontucky. As, like as, Fontana. Yeah, they call Fontana Fontucky. You know, because of the raceway. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a very good sorbet, Aaron. I, yeah. You guys have oh. shown me some so good relaxed. things. Once I appreciate again, it. We're like batting a thousand on, on making or the sorbet allowing us to forget the pain of the last... I can breathe again. It feels yeah. really good. Yeah. It's really good. What a space uh, a di- a disparity in the songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was, this was big. Wow. This was huge. This yeah. was a really fun one. Well, episode 10, in the books, would you say so, lads? Yes, in the books. Yeah. And uh, everybody, uh, as usual, should go to earandloathing.com. That's where you can find all the social media. And I think we're just everywhere. We're at Ear and Loathing. And so just go find us and, and uh, poke us and, and let us know that you're listening and set, leave some comments and uh, call us dicks if you want to. That's, that's it. ends up being more entertaining anyway than, than, than you liking us. We've got low self-esteem, so we need you to insult <laughs> us as much as possible. And so uh, I guess let's wrap up episode 10, our first double digit. I'm very proud of us. Me too. Keeping it together. Showing we some consistency it. in an we inconsistent world. Pat yourself on the back. That's I right. I will. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> signing off, we'll see you next week on Ear and Loathing. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Ear and Loathing. Not everyone's going to master the podcast medium like the Gitmo Bros. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm, I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.